TTB Music Podcast Marrying your Christmas lights, you know it is bad luck to leave them up this late. Um, well, they've been up uh, since last Christmas. That's <laughs> when you gave me your heart. Oh. Spoilers. Wham bam, thank you, ma'am. The very next day he took it away. Yeah. Anyway, how have you been? It's New Year! Woo! 2020! New, new decade! New Year! Brexitus! Oh, yeah, that too. Uh, no free movement of the people. <laughs> Ah, so in this post-Brexit second decade of Come Taste the Band. Yes. <laughs> How are we feeling? We can celebrate Europe. Great. Now they're in the final countdown. Ah! Oh, it's <coughs> going to be like this all year, folks. No, that's it. That's my... That's that's it. Oh, is that? We're done. That's that, all my jokes for the that's year. The puns. Done. Yeah. Puns are over. Puns, puns are over. Ah. Okay. So we're back. Uh, and we're going to try and do more podcasts this year than last year, which, to be honest... Probably won't be that difficult. We were just tired. Yeah. <laughs> so was the listener. But anyway, we're back to usual in the fact that our first album is a mixture of some album reviews plus a overview of the BBC Sands of Top 5. Uh, we'll cover that at the end of the podcast. But sure. we start off with uh, three album reviews. So Pet Shop Boys Hotspot... Halsey Manic and On Entendant Anna Chulette. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So we start with our, what I believe is the fourth Pet Shop Boys album we've reviewed on this podcast. Is it? Mm. Crikey. Yeah. Are you sure? I, I, I have yeah. a feeling it could actually be the fifth, but no, I think fourth is right. Yeah, yeah I think it's fourth. Yeah. Okay. Just, no, unless there's a soundtrack. Is there a soundtrack? There might be a. A soundtrack or a ballet or something in there, but yeah. 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 But actual album actual album. Actual album album. I believe this yes. is oh, okay. four. Interesting then. Um, that, that, that being the case, because this is the third in a supposed trilogy of albums with Stuart Price. Yes. Who who got hold of the Pet Shop Boys and did a, uh, <laughs> a synth Rick Rubin on them, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> um, when they left Parlophone. Um, and their last powerful album, of course, um, which was in that, that, that count out of four, um, was, I think, the most comparable to this one in terms of the commercial release and uh, some of the sounds within. Um, I can go into that in a minute. Do you want to? No, please. No, okay. Shall I carry on then? Yeah, carry okay. on. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, Pet Shop Boys, Hotspot. This is, a, this is an album I approached with a little bit of caution because um, um, I really enjoy really enjoyed the previous two albums, the two previous two parts of this supposed trilogy. So uh, Ele- Electric and Super. And um, there, was a, there was a good, I felt, momentum building in terms of um, the, the production, in terms of the, 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 the electronica, in terms of the themes. I thought Electric had a kind of a... And a sort of an overarching 80s theme to it, whereas Super was a bit was obviously more 90s, hmm. um, which I think continues here to an extent. In fact, I think both those things distill into this album. But this album actually feels like the first sort of commercial, no, first sort of more 
mainstream Pet Shop Boys release for some time. Uh, and I think that's reflected potentially in uh, the chart positions and uh, reviews, which have actually, across the board, been positively good. Okay. Um, so, obviously, people like it. And it is more typical of what you think of when you think of Pet Shop Boys, I guess. Um, but my trepidation was was also around uh, some of the, the lead singles, which, um, I'll be honest with you, Dreamland, Yes. I didn't like initially. I, it's, admittedly, it has grown. Yeah. Um, but I was, I found it, I, I'm so so uh, in terms of in terms of um, a lead single, and um, and similarly, they also re-release, pre-released, pre-released, um, uh, burning the heather as well ahead of ahead of Christmas, and again, you know, all right, interesting collaboration with Bernard Butler Suede, ex-Suede yeah. fame, on there, but again, I, I was, oh, it's a great album track, but I'm not so sure about you know. Anyway, so I was a little bit sceptical. So, and I think I still am a little bit. I still thought this album still quite hasn't settled with me yet. But I do really like the some of the stuff on here, particularly, and this has been described by some people as their, their Berlin album. Is the majority of the yeah, 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 sure. record in Berlin. Uh, and that, hence the comparison with um, Elysium, which is their LA album, I guess. Uh, and... Um, I, I do really like the references to Berlin. I like the album when it is more in a sort of electronica territory. Um, tracks like the slower tracks, like You Are The One and uh, Hoping For A Miracle, uh, mm. I actually enjoyed much more than yeah, yeah. Burning The Heaven. Um, tracks like um, Will Of The Wisp, Wedding In Berlin... Um, and I don't want to, and particularly the last one of those, uh, and in fact, on the last one of those, again, we mentioned Berlin and the Berlin album concept, obviously comes from Bowie. I felt it was very Bowie-esque, actually. I don't want to, I don't want to go out and I don't want to stay in. Obviously, mm. around that, yeah, sure. that infamous lyric of his. Um, so I, I, there's some things on here I really like, but overall, if I'm really honest, it's still settling with me. Now, it could be come back in six months' time, I'll, I'll love it, but you know. For now, in terms of sort of vis-a-vis, as a as a PSB fan, as a pet head, um, this is obviously it's up there, but it's not it's not up there with some of the more recent stuff. And I shall pause for breath <laughs> um, because I really want to hear your review of Monkey Business. <laughs> I'd not even go anywhere near Monkey Business. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so um, as you say, it's, it's the third, supposedly of. of uh, Trilogy, trilogy, and I too also uh, certainly certain, certainly liked Electric and didn't mind didn't mind didn't mind Super. I thought both both certainly had more good going for them than bad. And when this album kicks off with Will of the Wisp, I was um, momentarily optimistic about this rec- this record too because I think Will of the Wisp mm. is a uh, cracking track. Yeah, agree. Um, we- Unfortunately, straight after that, I was. See, it's a grammar. It's a grammar. Yeah, for yeah. you are the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things got worse because then it goes into happy people like with, happy people. with 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 with, <laughs> with, Neil, with Neil doing his and doing that that talky singy thing that I do. I, yeah, he does the talky thing. I also like I like the happy house though. Ding 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 ding. It's my ear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, and I was thinking, oh, Jesus. 
And then, as you say, you then get to Dreamland, which similarly, um, it's, it's, you know, with it's, it's with uh, years and years, isn't it? Um, yeah. Um, you know, Auto tune effects, ahoy! Um, uh, it's been played to death so much on Radio Radio Two when it came out that yes. it has it's kind of worn me down to the point where I'm like, yeah, it's, it's all right. Yeah, I worry, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, monkey business hasn't worn me down. Um, despite the fact I've heard that a lot as well, I still think it's crap. Um, although it's not even in the same, same league of crap as Wedding in Berlin. Oh, I like Wedding in Berlin. Uh, well, no, you said. Yeah. I think it's truly, truly awful. I, I don't. I don't know. If, if I, again, really, it's, for me, it's it feels a bit tacked on. I think that's the other thing about this album. The last two albums with Stuart Price felt very much had a big begin, classic beginning, middle, and end. Yes. Burning the Heather and Wedding in Berlin feel like a, almost like a coda. It's almost like, oh, you know, the sequencing of an album, as we've discussed before, really, really important. I think it really works well up until track eight. Then, then Burning the Heather just sort of drops in, and I think the whole momentum of the album is lost, and then Wedding Berlin in Berlin doesn't really bring it back. Uh, yeah, but I also agree with you on um, uh, I Don't, I don't Want to. Um, mm. That, along with Blow the Wisp, were the, were the tracks that I thought, oh, you know, yeah. Why couldn't we have more of this and less of mm. the rest? Um, so, yeah, this this uh, recaptured my original I don't like the Pet Shop Boys <laughs> uh, hat-wearing time rather than my I'd warmed to the Pet Shop Boys and they were making some good music kind of thing. Um, so very much a step backwards for me, this record. But Yeah, uh, but whereas... And I think what's quite interesting is from... from from a fan point of view, or certainly from a, a mainstream, uh, you know, playlist on Radio Two a lot um, s- has sold very well. I think in a, in a weird way, it's recaptured the public's imagination, and um, and maybe there's a legacy thing going on now as well. They've got a greatest hits tour coming up. Yes, I did read about that. And um, someone Riley asked, "Or oh, why are you why are you having a greatest hits tour?" To which Neil Tennant replied, "Well, because we have." Greatest hits. <laughs> Good. Um, That's a stupid question. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think, and I think for, for me, this, this album it sort of sit, it sits nicely in the sort of more middle of of my own sort of thoughts on where their albums rank. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, and and and, and I think I think do you think it is a grower? Um, I'll, I'll stop there and I shall, I shall listen to it again no doubt well soon. I'm sure you will I'm sure I will yes yeah. over and over again yeah. I'll probably rank far higher in my end of year depending on where this year goes of course this is true uh, I suspect you'll have it higher up in your list than I will <laughs> true <laughs> moving on uh, to uh, Halsey uh, and album called Manic um, and this album I first put this on um, last week. I've started off, and again, I, I, I had that kind of, oh, God. Um, that feeling it sounds like could be one of a dozen other people. Interchangeable kind of songstresses singing pop type thing. And I thought... This is a record that's going to bore me to tears. Um, 
Uh, so that stuck with me for the first couple of tracks on the first listen. I was, I was you know, walking along the road. Uh, and I really was just thinking, God, I've picked some, I've just, let's finish this with the Pet Shop Boys album. And then this, I was thinking, oh my God, I've picked some turkeys this, this, this time. <laughs> but then, suddenly, everyth- everything changed. Because mm. Manic is a bit manic. Mm. In the fact that musically, it goes all over the shop. Um, mm. You got pop, country folk, rock, electronica, bit of Beach Boys, Beatles esque sixties pop. Um, so this is a, this is a, a forty-five minute record that twists and turns musically uh, quite a lot, but still f- like it still feels like a coherent musical statement and uh, certainly a lyrical. Statement. Um, again, it's it's a good old-fashioned breaking up with people kind of kind of record. Um, and by the time I listened to it the second time, I was suddenly thinking, you know what, this is a really good pop record. Mm. Um, I said I like I like the way it hangs together. Together, the lyrics the, the lyrics are quite quite fun, funny. There's. Uh, she has some guests on it, uh, which are kind of featured in interludes. Yeah. Um, um, too many interludes. Uh, I quite like that. Yeah. So you've got a guy called Dominic, uh, uh, Lannis Morissette, uh, and Sugar for a bit of Korean rap towards the uh, end of the album. Um, and part of me wanted those bits, those interludes to be slightly bigger, but by the same token, they still kind of worked the way they were slotted in the, the record. Um there's a lot of writers on the album, um, certainly on the musical side. Uh, rap, rap, I think she's written most of the lyrics, um, including some of our old friends. So our old mate, uh, Greg Kirsten, who have cropped up a few times over the last, last year's producing albums and writing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, helps pen a couple of songs, including the very rocky 3AM. Um, of course, Ed Sheeran crops up. How, how, could, album, isn't he, how could he not, frankly? Yeah. yeah. Um, or there has to be the, the track that he, he's credited on, uh, still learning towards the end of the album, is arguably, I'd say, possibly the worst track on the record for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just, it just is. Uh, um, I'd like to hear his version of Dreamland with the Petra oh, Boys. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I just, yeah, I mean, standout tracks for me are things like uh, uh, You Should Be Sad, 3am, Graveyard. Finally, um, finally beautiful something. Yes. Uh, finally beautiful stranger. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I just think a really good pop record. Yeah, I, I think I went through a very similar experience actually. First time I listened to this, I, I, again I thought this is all over the shop, um, and you know it cuts across pop. R and B guitars, the sixties generally, yes, uh, the seventies also. Um, and at three a.m., I think my little note here for three a.m. I actually wrote nineties skater rock. It is a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, at, but actually, on second, third listening, um, you realise what a, a beautiful, heartfelt lyrics 
scatter across this album as well. Even in the opening track, Ashley, there's a wonderful lyric about you know heart being a muscle, but also being something you carry. You know, yes, and it's it, you know you can feel the heartbreak. Um, I hate everybody. Which track listing is in all capital letters, yes. which amused me. Um, Killing boys. Similar. Yes, Killing Boys was good as well. Oh, yeah, good. Good and, and, you're, and you're right. Finally, in Beautiful Stranger, I think that and 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 Ashley, which didn't catch me at the beginning, mm. but I actually really liked on repeated. Ditto, listens. ditto. Right? Yeah. So I, I think Ashley and finally Beautiful Stranger, two of the two of the, the better tracks of the ones that I liked. Um, I think as an album, you've covered most of it. But I think as an album, back to the sequencing. Um, I think the second half flows better. Mm. Um, I'm conscious most of those tracks I just mentioned are probably on the first half. I, I felt that the second half flowed better from a from around the sort of air, area of oh, where are we? Uh, where are the first interlude. You get past the first interlude and then into the sort of the second half of the album. I, I, I thought, yeah, and Alanis Morissette popping up was just a delight as well. Yes, she's got her, her, her album herself coming out soon. I think. Has she? Mm. You remember how raw her vocals are? She's not changed at all. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really cool. Still angst there. Still angst. Yeah, still a lot of angst there. So you want to know? Moving on to uh, French indie. Um, you know, we may have left Europe, but Europe has not left us. Sadly. Uh, <laughs> so in this case. Yeah, so the, the no, that's not fair. Yeah, so the quirkily named on entendant Anna. Yeah, uh, I haven't looked up where they came about that name, but anywho, indie French indie pop beat. Um, we oui or not? Nah. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's it's unfair because actually, again, on repeated listenings, uh, I like I liked it more. Yes. Um, so the so the lo-fi post-punk guitar certainly the first few tracks just seem to go at pace and all in a sort of mm. similar sort of vein um so that so that was difficult the first listen until we got to from my bruise what's it called from my bruise. yes it suddenly goes quite interesting to an island yeah. yeah from my bruise to an island and suddenly the album introduces a little bit of psychedelia in there as well which is interesting um uh, but then it goes back to the sort of the sort of the, the, the moving the speeding guitars and the fast moving tracks uh which is okay it's very reminiscent of something we'd hear in a little club probably in north london i don't know why just maybe we've been in little clubs in north london mm. where these sort of bands pop so up. i also uh, thought yeah. it had hints of always as well yes that's probably why because we've seen always yes <laughs> in north london um so yeah um in that kind of jungly indie a jungly indie sort of indie pop exactly kind of so it's that jungly sort of indie pop um, with, you know, flavours of, you know, post-punk or maybe it's Joy Division or maybe it's something else um, and it moves along at a great pace and it sounds like a live recording at times as well. So it actually gives it quite a bit of atmosphere. You can mm. imagine... what I think that's what the point I'm trying to get at. <laughs> I'm waffling there, but I'm getting too gradually. Is it, it, listening to it, the second half now, I'm to, uh, my foot tapping along, I actually felt that I was at a gig. Yes. And that was no bad thing. Yeah, I was um again. I suppose similar. I mean, I I I quite liked it. Um, and I think there definitely certainly could be a band to watch if you like. Um, and as you say, the, the first few tracks rattle along at a, at a pace, 
Um, and this, and as you've sort of picked up on, the strength of them is also the weakness in the sense of the fact that they're all based around quite simple, repetitive riffs mm. um, that are arguably a bit too repetitive uh, at times. Yes. Um, and you want a bit more... Uh, well, a bit more, frankly. A bit more. Um, Something else. Yeah, and then, then as you said, you kind of get that with suddenly you get to my bruise to an island, and then you've got this, you know, um, kind of haunting bass and trumpet-led um, moody piece. And one of the things I did like about the album, in fact, there's a lot of trumpet on it. Yeah, actually, not not something you hear on on, no. on your on your average indie pop album. Yeah, bit jazzy, bit trumpet, <laughs> quite a lot of trumpet from the opening trap down the hill onwards. Mm. Um, and also, uh, yeah, I think it peters out towards the end. But I really liked um, "Enter My Body" lyrics yes. as well. Yeah, I've written um, that one down, which, that, which was also a track yeah. that stood out for me on the yeah. album. Um, that so yeah, and, and do you understand from earlier in the album as well? Mm. Those are the two things I wrote down in terms of tracks. But yes, yeah, so I think, uh, dare I say, the first solid of the year. Yeah, for me. definitely. Um, That's a solid. Yeah, well, but certainly one to, a band, band yeah. to keep, possibly keep an eye on. So solid. Good reference. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> on the notes. So, <laughs> moving on to the BBC Sounds of. Uh, the top five in reverse order were Inhaler, Joy Crooks, Young Blood, Easy Life, and Celeste. Um, my first thoughts when I saw this list was uh, pleased that the top five actually had a couple of bands in it. Yeah. Um, for a change, because we've had quite a uh, lack of bands featuring in the list over the last few year, few years. It's tended to just be um, solo performers. Uh, so that was immediately I uh, was thinking, oh, that's good. Um, and then I listened to Easy Life and realised they were shit. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> it's like what? What do a bunch of white guys who spent spent a lot of time listening to R and B and rap over the last ten years sound like if they form a band heavily influenced by that? This is the answer. Easy life. Um, I wasn't impressed. Um, similarly, uh, Joy Crooks kind of washed over me. Quite nice voice, but nah, wasn't really the thing there for me um the other three the other three i all thought were interesting in in different different ways inhaler uh with junior bono um are you know a quite nice little indie pop band yeah you know there's a couple of couple of decent tracks yeah even even though I was thinking, Christ even sounds like Bono. Mm. Uh, the, 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 the start it works though. I was, I was thinking, oh, it's going to annoy me. It's going to annoy me. But then, yeah, you got like Honest Face and Ice Cream Sunday songs like that, and I thought, actually, it's all right. Yeah, not bad at all. I really like the track. We have to move on. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, so I was thinking, oh, actually, yeah, that's good. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad that a actual rock band made 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 the list. Uh, Young Blood, uh, who uh, is probably the most well-known, I suppose, of the people on the mm. list, in the fact that he's been around for a couple of years and has been one of these artists that's worked with quite a lot of other artists, uh, including Halsey, in fact. Um, uh, and again, he's he's actually a very interesting 
artist, musically uh, eclectic. Yeah. Uh, lyrically, agree with that. Very, very funny. Um, there's a song called "Parents," which is uh, uh, definitely worth checking out lyrically, which is very funny. Um, so yeah, I think I actually kind of thought he was going to be the person that would would would, would win it this year um, because of that. Um, but yes, it's yeah, it's again. I don't think you're ever going to be bored by a a young blood track. No, um, you might you might like it or hate it, but uh, um, I think he's definitely somebody that will actually challenge you musically. And the winner, Celeste, um, lovely, lovely voice, um, definitely on the uh, jazzier side of the kind of R and B uh, spectrum, uh, which is quite nice for change. Um, currently, we're getting played to death uh, on Radio Two, actually, with a song called "Stop the Flames." Stop oh the yes, flame. um, yeah, I listened to that one. Which is actually, uh, I would say, probably not very representative of quite a lot of the stuff which is a bit more chilled a bit more kind of laid back and falling more into that kind of a um quieter macy gray type yes vibe yeah um but certainly a nice voice so um i mean yeah yeah I, i'm inclined to agree with much of what you said um i thought i'd break the habit uh in Haley, you've you've said everything. I think that they're a strong contender for me. Um, I like Joy Crooks. It's not my thing, but I thought it was it was okay. It was listenable, you know. I hmm. you know I'm tapping my foot along to a track called Early. Um, Young Blood. I I see what you mean in terms of the sort of humour and the intelligence of the lyrics and so on. Um, but for me, it wasn't. It wasn't so much. Uh, it didn't really quite hit with me for for whatever reason. Um, yeah, eating life, catchy modern pop. But yeah. um, but completely agree. Celeste, uh, very strong vocals. Um, very uh, very soulful. Very emotionally driven. I really like that. So I, I think probably deserved winner overall. Mm. Um, I'd, I'd put her at number one uh, for sure. Um, I'd probably put have put inhaler a bit higher. Yeah, so would I. Um, and and the rest, I'm, I'm not really strongly feel yay or nay about. It's not a naysayer, it's a yaysayer. No, it's a yaysayer. Very good. Hey, hey. What to them? Uh, <coughs> Still about? Hey. Yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a single out yeah. the last year. Oh really? Well, there you go. Now I know. And that's it. Is that it? Yeah. Ah. We're done. Oh, we're back in, the, back in the saddle. Back in the saddle. Back under 30 minutes. Wonderful. Rock and roll. Perfect. Right. Um, best album? Are we going to do that? Uh, Halsey for me. Obviously, I'm going to say Hotspot by Pesha Boys, but um, yeah, Halsey's a strong contender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.